Welcome to Know His Love Stories, where we listen to the voice of the Father through His children. Today we'll hear from Monet, a graduate of Franciscan University of Steubenville and founder of A Message of Hope, a website and social media presence aimed at bringing middle school students through young adults closer to the Lord. You can find her website at www.amhlifestyles.com or on Instagram at amhlifestyles, as well as YouTube. This is a Know His Love story. So the first period of my life that really just comes to mind is when I was in high school. I had, you know, the option of going to a high school that was a five-minute walk away from my house. I actually decided on going to a school that was a 45-minute drive away. So a lot of people couldn't even wrap their heads around it. I'm like, no, 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 trust me, I'm going to a Catholic school to be able to be formed um, in my faith a bit better and everything like that. So, you know, I took this big leap of faith and I went so much further than my comfort level. And, you know, I really began freshman year, not really knowing who I was all that well, um, trying to figure out my, you know, identity as a daughter to my family, a sister to my brother, and also trying to become a friend to these new girls at my all girls Catholic school. So, you know, in this period of this awkwardness, freshman year, nerves and everything, um, you know, I eventually was left to figure out, am I going to stand for my faith? Or am I going to fall into sin? Am I going to fall into partying? And because I chose not to have that be my social life on the weekends, like many of these girls had, I was left without friends for a good portion of my high school experience. And, um, you know, the term child of God, daughter of the father, those were not terms I had ever heard of before. So, you know, I was rooted in the faith, but not fully rooted in that identity per se in the eyes of God. And so for about two years, I was experiencing deep, um, you know, feelings of loneliness and being alone. And because these girls in my grade left me on the weekends alone, whether meaning to or not, I then translated that to God has left me. You know, if these people are supposed to be children of God, that means with these girls leaving me, in turn, God has left me. And so there was this deep hurt and hatred towards the father and just like, for real, like I'm all by myself here. You left me. Um, every weekend I'm by myself and, you know, getting myself to mass on Sundays was not fun. You know, one of my episodes on YouTube is kicking and screaming. And that's what my life was. It was a tantrum every Sunday morning of, no, why would I go and spend time with God who has abandoned me for two years? But, you know, as I started to kind of pull myself away from that, I started realizing with the help of my family and with the help of life team that it wasn't God that abandoned me. It was people that abandoned me, but it was God allowing me to be stripped away of everyone to be able to have one-on-one time with him. So I, that took some time. Um, but yeah, that, that identity of being a daughter of God took some time to figure out. Um, and then I was able to see, okay, God didn't directly do this to me. Instead, he stripped me of friends that weren't bringing me closer to him. And he was actually preparing me for greater friendships that were to come. So I would definitely say, you know, the way I best describe this period in my life is truly because of the hurt of 
what I experienced with the girls in my grade and everything like that, I started without even realizing building this really tall wall around my heart. And I wasn't allowing anyone to come in. I wasn't sharing how I was feeling. I wasn't sharing my emotions. I wasn't sharing how my day was with even my family, never mind with God, never mind with myself. And so it was really through God working through my younger brother, who was already in the life team program as a freshman, and I was a junior at the time. And the way that the Lord was softening my heart was through my brother, um, because God knew I didn't want to talk to him. So he's like, I'll talk to you through your brother, um, because I was a little bit more apt to listen. And it was just this like slow chiseling away of that hardened heart. And that was shown through the invitation of my brother inviting me every single week to Life Teen. So Life Teen is a youth group uh, for high school students. And they knew normally at our parish, they meet on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. And every week, Michael would say, would you like to come? I'd be like, no way. I don't even like the thought of that this is faith-based. I don't like the thought that I'm going to be around people I don't know. Um, I'm all set. I'm just going to stay in this dark corner of loneliness and just keep pouting and having my arms crossed. I'm all set. And you know, through that inviting, 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 I didn't realize, but it actually was softening my heart a little bit that my brother wasn't giving up on me in the same way that the God was not giving up on me. And so eventually about maybe a good five, six months of inviting and my consistent nose, I finally, my mom said, Monet, you're going to go pick Michael up from Life Teen. I said, that's normally what you do. And she's like, no, you're going to go pick him up tonight. And in that moment of me going to get him, I still remember to this day how angry I was just like I was carrying around all this hurt and anger and I didn't know what to do with it and I remember walking in through those church doors going into the church basement arms crossed I'm like I do not want to be here just get me my brother and get me out um but you know as I walked into the life house so this is where our um, church hall is called where the life teams meet I walk in angry upset hardened heart but as I walked through those doors to get Michael a flood of people my age, 20 to 30 young adults, high school students are running towards me, welcoming me. I was like, wait a minute, this is so crazy. Like it literally felt like, even though I hadn't left the church, I had left like, I guess a little bit in my heart in a way. Um, But it almost felt like the prodigal son moment where God was just running and saying, thank God you finally showed up. We've been waiting for you. And so that was the turning point. And thank God through the Life Teen program, I had core members, the youth minister, high school students around my age, really just affirming you are loved and you are deserving of good, holy friendships. And here we are. And like, we want to be your friend. We don't want you to be off in a corner by yourself, stuck in this loneliness, stuck in this anger and this hurt. And then through adoration, through retreats, um, through coming to know who the Lord is in my life, that's where I started to figure out my identity and where I fit into God's plan. So it means personally for me that, you know, this was reaffirmed all the time when I was at Franciscan University of recognizing, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of people like in our communities, in the states we live in. And then to think of the whole world as a whole with so many people who are living 
And sometimes we're like, well, how could God see me amongst, like amidst all these people? He has to share his time with each of us. And sometimes I'm going to get a short end of the stick and someone's going to get more time with him. But stripping it down to gazing upon the cross and the crucifix, I came to have a greater love for at my time at Franciscan and just truly gazing upon him and, you know, hearing those words re-echo in my mind whenever I start to doubt the love that God has for me. Of He would have died just for me on the cross if I was the only one here on this earth. And it then it kind of floods all these other people I'm comparing myself with, all these other people I'm trying to be like, and it just comes down to him and I, and that's all that matters. And he will make the time for me. He will not abandon me. He will love me. And just not allowing, you know, the flaws of others of how they treat me, how they talk to me, you know, if it's a hurtful way, kind of not connecting that directly to God, God would never say anything to hurt me. God would never do anything to harm me. And that's sometimes through the flaws and the sinfulness of another, not because of him. Um, And just yeah, recognizing the Lord wants me, you and everyone else who's going to listen to this to be a true child of God and to just be childlike um, and to allow him to love us. But again, that takes time. I had to come to know every member of the Trinity had to come to know these terms for me to eventually come to know it deep down in my heart, not just the head knowledge of, okay, I know what these terms mean. You have to know what it means in your heart. So thank God the line of communication with God has been super good and abundant, like in comparison to what life was like in high school. Um, And so I know now I can run to him because I have that trust with him. I have that foundation of love with him. So you know, say someone does say something harmful to me, or, you know, my self-confidence is down, or I'm doubting what to do for a message of hope, I'll go to him in adoration, or I'll go to him at the start of mass and say, this is what I'm struggling with. You need to affirm me, and you need to speak love into these moments. And then the beauty, and I think the healing that happens each time I bring that to prayer, that's like helping me heal from past hurts and wounds from high school, is he uses the people around me to affirm me. So, you know, I'll come out of adoration after giving everything to him and telling him my worries and concerns. And then random people will come up to me and say, you know, for instance, if I say, okay, God, what do I do for, with the message of hope? I'm giving up. I'm not going to do YouTube videos anymore. I'm so tired. I'll go to adoration, say that. And then I'll come out of adoration. And these people will randomly come up to me and say, Hey, I just want to affirm what you're doing with the message of hope. It's really good. It's really beautiful. Or you know, I, I don't think I've told you enough, Monet, but your YouTube videos are actually really beautiful and full of good content. And that makes me recognize and be like, oh my gosh, they didn't know I was struggling with my thoughts towards the message of hope that had to have been God putting something on their heart and affirming me because I'm such a, like a tangible person. I wish like, yes, we have Christ present in the Eucharist, but sometimes I'm like, I wish I could just have him physically present here. Um, But that's the gift of allowing ourselves to be led by the spirit um, because we can see him in our brothers and sisters we're walking with. So I would say that's the best way that the Lord loves me to have a peace of mind for myself of he heard what I was struggling with and he had those around me affirming me and building me up. So for anyone who like myself is experiencing or has experienced loneliness or feeling alone, 
I want to let you know, maybe it's the first time you've heard it, that it is not God who abandoned you. It is perhaps, you know, if work, you know, left you without a job or your family has left you or your friends have left you or whatever circumstance it is, the Lord hasn't left you. Maybe he allowed for this to happen, but even though these people are leaving your life, he is not leaving and you're going to have to maybe shift your perspective and recognize, okay, right now I don't have any friends or a lot of family around me, but this is an opportunity to grow in my relationship with God. Maybe he's calling me to enter into a deeper relationship with him one-on-one with less people around me or circumstances or distractions or whatever it is around me so I can fully focus on him. Um, and just, yeah, don't let yourself get a hardened heart because like myself, I started pouting in a corner. I recognized that, thank God we have religious sisters and good priests and deacons and, uh, you know, lay faithful who are willing to hear you. Um, so don't get discouraged if others have hurt you, you know, it's going to be a little scary to open your heart up again, but I'm telling you the graces that will come once you let those walls down will be abundant. Thank you for listening to Manet's story. I'd love to share your story as well. Please connect with us on social media or by clicking on the join us link at knowhis.love.